You're listening to the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the director, Mr. Paula Jamis. Paul, how'd I do there? Did I? Were you Paula again? I think I made you Paula again. No, 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 no. I don't think you even said my last name the first time. No, I said Paula, Paula. Jamis. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I don't even hear it, it anymore. It happens. Yeah. It is what it is. Yep. I'm sure these people listening to this thing are tired of this one joke. <laughs> I don't I think, know. We've, I think we we've that, run jokes for a long time. I think we have that neighing horse again. <laughs> Let's feed it, though. Let's feed it. Feed a fed horse? Yeah. Yeah. Two, two scones for one bird. I can't even, It was so ridiculous, I can't even remember what it was. But anyway, so um, if people want to call in and tell us to get a new joke, how do they do that? You can send your jokes to technical service at carboline.com. You can get Jack on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. Maybe we need to do a thing, like a new segment that's uh, dad paint jokes. Hey, there you go. And then we could just like have something besides you uh, and Paula. Yeah. Yeah. Send them in. Hashtag. Dad paint jokes. Yeah. Boy, that's a long hashtag. <laughs> Whatever. Dad jokes. I don't know. I feel um, like dad jokes is already taken. Well, yeah, I know. That's how you get. That's how social media works, Paul. I'm not sure if you know this. You find other hashtags and then you like pile on so that somebody who doesn't have any desire to see your thing accidentally sees your your post. And on that note, I think we need to jump into the interview that we did with Brian Palmer. Sure. So last week we uh, had Michael Woodward on with his article for JPCL and how he was the Viewer's Choice Award. Well, Brian Palmer is jpcl he is, he is the, guy. the guy yeah jpcl paint square paint square press he was very gracious to us early in the life of this podcast and is the reason why you saw our ugly mugs in paint square press that's right and uh he's been a great friend of the show and i was very pleased to finally have him on it was it was a great interview we had with him i think let's get to it all right here's our interview with brian we're lucky enough to be joined right now by Brian Palmer. He's the chief executive officer for Technology Publishing Company, and they are the ones who publish JPCL and Paint Square Press. Along with a whole bunch of other ones. Yes. But those are the main ones, the Paint Square, JPCL. And if you remember back into March of 2018, that was when the inaugural issue of Paint Square Press came out. And that happened to have our ugly mugs in that article. So, Brian, welcome to the show, and thank you so very much. Well, thanks, Jack and Paul. And uh, it, actually, it, it was a great opportunity for us to showcase uh, the innovative nature of you taking uh, you know, content out to the market. As an information provider, it's not up to us to determine the platform that people use to consume and use and disseminate information. Everybody has personal preferences, and so... Your podcasts are unique in that they're reaching and fulfilling an audience need that not many others are doing. So congratulations to that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And, you know, keeping this as a circle, <laughs> we do go to Paint Square frequently and to JPCL for a lot of the articles, the topics, and what's going on currently in the industry. You guys seem to always be right on top of what's going on. So it's a great source of information for us to be able to tap in to say, hey, what is that new thing that's happening? And then we just talk about it. Yeah, well, thanks. And yeah, our product portfolio uh, is very diverse in that JPCL is a, a technical journal. 
that uh, showcases best practices and uh, you know gives uh, the you know practitioners key concepts on how to do quality work and safe work. And Paint Square provides is a daily news source, and so we have a team of editors every day. Uh, researching and writing stories that are impacting the industry and so we have 30 some thousand subscribers to paint square daily news and from that you know we created paint square press where we could provide more company information like what you guys are doing with your podcast series i have to say not not just because i was in it i've thoroughly enjoyed the paint square press magazine the the little bit of a different side that's not so technical like J- JPCL. Yeah, Jack, you're right. And, and you know, JPCL is a great magazine, but because it's the voice of SSPC, we don't write about companies. We don't write about products. We don't write about, in many cases, the people doing the work. Paint Square Press gives us the opportunity to showcase those people behind the projects and the products behind the projects. And it really is a, a valuable part of the equation. All the research we've done, people indicate they want more product information. And JPCL will never have it because of the type of journal that it is. Paint Square Press and Paint Square Daily News gives us that platform to showcase those companies and the people and the products. And I feel like the Paint Square Press has kind of hit that sweet spot because I really do appreciate it. It comes at about the right frequency, yeah. you know. It, it allows you to not be the top on the reading list because, I mean, honestly, there's enough that comes out every day. But it coming out quarterly, it, that's what it is, right? Quarterly. It's, it's, yeah. You're correct. It's quarterly. And, and it, it's really, a, as a publisher, it, it, I, I get out in the field quite a bit and visit a lot of contractors. And it's always painful to see their inbox and, and see five issues of JPCL stacked up that they haven't had a chance to not read yet. Not open yet. yet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, they eventually get to it. But, uh, you know, they're busy people. And uh, the quarterly frequency, I think you're right. Um, that was part of our method to our madness was that the frequency, you know, seemed to be right. It was a nice compliment to the daily news and a nice compliment to the technical journal. Yep. Since you guys write so much about industry trends and things like that, I, I think that's a good direction to go here now is where do you see the industry going? Well, you know, it's every business in the industry has unique challenges, but really what the whole industry faces as the biggest challenge is workforce. There is a shortage of qualified, trained people. Whether you're a contractor, whether you're a manufacturer, whether you're a distributor, or whatever whatever your competency is in the industry, finding qualified people that, you know, training them, retaining them, is, is a challenge. And so as an industry, we need to come together and figure out how can we attract younger people to the industry, you know, to make to show that this is a great industry to build a career in. Um, and, and that's something that we're going to be focusing a lot on as, as a journal because, you know, as I talk to contractors, you know, it's very common, you know, that the challenges they face is they're turning down jobs because they don't have the manpower to do the work. In some cases, they don't have a succession plan in place for their business because there's nobody to take it over as they're getting older. I mean, those are key challenges, key issues. And so I think that, and it's not isolated, it's across the board. And so that's, that's the first uh, uh, real challenge. Obviously, you know, uh, the environment is another issue, you know, with regulations and, and uh, what, what can and can't be done in terms of completing a project. And so, you know, for you know, folks like Carboline, you got to stay ahead of that curve. The R&D process, you got to almost be, you know, proactive and 
what you're anticipating is going to happen. And that's a tough challenge. Yeah, you have to guess your way through a lot you, of it. You do. You do. And, and so at the end of the day, you know, it'll, it'll make for uh, a safer um, end result for, you know, uh, people to be, you know, living in and, uh, and working in. And, and so, uh, you know, it's all good, but it, it's, a, it's a huge burden to carry as, uh, as a coding uh, company. And then really, you know, the, the market has had, we've had a good year. In spite of, you know, the current uh, administration not having a, an infrastructure policy in place or a plan in place. <laughs> yeah, that hasn't helped. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not going to touch that one. I'm yeah. going to invoke. Uh, so when I was young, my, my father, uh, you know, Bambi was a movie. And uh, Thumper used to always say, if you can't say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all. And so I'm just going to invoke the Thumper policy on myself on that comment. Jack Thumper Walker. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, here we go again. Time to pay the bills. And Carveline would like to remind us most of the time that they pay our bills. So we're going to do what they ask us to do. And here we're going to be. They're sending us to Nashville. We're going to be at NACE Corrosion 2019. We're in booth 1800. That's going to be from March 24th to the 29th in Nashville. Come by. Heckle us. Throw Get some socks. Throw tomatoes at Paul. I don't care. Anyway, we also like to take a second to talk to you about Carbomastic 615. Carbomastic 615 is a fantastic epoxy mastic coating that we have that you can apply in cold temperature and fast return to service for water service. Yeah, it's can be in immersion service in as little as 60 minutes at 75 degrees. So if you got a low tide situation or sweating got, pipes or sweating pipes, just wipe that sweaty pipe down and go ahead with the 615. So once again, that's Carbomastic 615. Moisture tolerant, quick recoat, low temp cure. But it, you know, it, it really um, the market. You know, the oil and gas sector came back nicely. You know, uh, primarily, uh, you know, with the shale plays in West Texas, and you know, so that stimulated some growth in the market. And there's other segments that are doing better, but. It'd be nice to have a, a national infrastructure policy in place, and yeah. uh, and hopefully that's coming. So. Yeah. How has this year's conference been for you? Have you seen an increase? What's it look like compared to previous years? Well, this is my, actually my fourth year uh, coming to this event. And, and quite frankly, I think it's the best. I think that, you know, from the, uh, the attendee level, attendee participation, from the curriculum that SSPC has provided uh, during the conference, to the uh, exhibit floor, uh, and just the energy, it seems to be. I, really, I, I congratulated SSPC this morning because I think it's really been a, a great event. There seems to be a lot of excitement in the, within the industry. And I think that you know, things like you're doing on the show floor, not just talking to me, but you know, everybody else that you've been talking, that's great stuff. I mean, I, 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 you know, getting access to industry experts in real time is, is really you know, pretty unique. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. And, you know, I've seen the same thing as we got a chance to walk around the floor here a little yeah. bit uh, the last couple of days. There seems to be a real push towards not just how do you communicate with each other, but how do you communicate that information and how do you make it accessible? And there seems to be a lot of information or a lot of innovation from a lot of different companies moving that way, making things more easily accessible to be able to present to whether that be an owner, whether that be your foreman, a boss, an inspector, whoever that needs to be, that information has become more easily accessible. And it's really been a big thing that I've seen this year. Yeah, you know, one of the, one of the things I really applaud about this industry, and, and really it's one of the reasons JPCL is such a quality publication, is that people don't get paid to write these articles, but they're willing to share their knowledge with, in many cases, 
their competition. And so it's really kind of a coopetition type of dynamic here. <laughs> That's a good I, word. I mean, yeah. but, you know, companies, you know, that really at the end of the day in the trenches compete with each other are very, you know, are very collaborative with one another because ultimately they know what's best for the industry. And I think that's unique. I, I've worked in a lot of different industries and uh, that's a really refreshing dynamic. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we all have a vested interest in that bridge projects done correctly or a wastewater or water system projects done correctly because it touches consumers. I find that to be a refreshing attribute of this industry. And, and it's very evident at an event like this because, you, see, you know, I see our customers are the ones exhibiting and I see them talking to one another when, you know, many, many cases they're chasing the same business. And yeah, so, and, and it's funny to watch. Sometimes they're across the aisle from each other. Absolutely, you know? yeah. And, yeah it's, so. and it's been the theme with everybody that we've talked to yeah. over the last couple of days is this, right. what was the word you use? Coopetition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true. I wonder how many other industries really have this collaborative effort for the greater good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's unique, Jack. And so, uh, and I think, again, what you're doing is a byproduct of that as well. I mean, you're, you're sharing uh, your intellectual capital with a larger audience, and uh, that's all good. Yeah, I'm going to use that one later with Inter uh, intellectual capital. Yeah, <laughs> just don't share it all that you left with nothing. <laughs> well, Brian, one of the things that I, I do, I said thank you at the beginning of the episode, but I, I do want to hammer it home. When that article hit in, in March of last year, our listenership, we saw a huge spike and I couldn't be more grateful to you for giving us that opportunity. Once again, guys, if you haven't Red, Paint Square Press, Paint Square Daily, or JPCL, you're really missing out. There's a lot of valuable information in there, especially if you're new into the industry and, and just trying to get started off. That's one of the things that I like about our podcast is it, it really is podcasts are young for younger people. They're the mm -hmm. ones who've accepted it mm -hmm. so far more than, than the rest of us. And I really hope that we can help get the younger generation in this um, industry up to speed faster. Yeah. That's and that's that's the important part for the future. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I, I think with what you're doing, you're reaching an audience segment that perhaps our industry wasn't touching previously. So yeah. I, I so I think you're planting some seeds, and uh, you know, and I, you know, you're welcome. But it, quite frankly, that's our job to to promote you know innovative uh, ideas and programs like what you were doing. And so it was uh, you know actually it's to me it's a win win. So I agree. Absolutely. So, I agree. so thank you guys and good luck and continued success with your series. And, uh, you know, I look forward to perhaps uh, participating again in a future date. Absolutely. We'd love right. to have Thanks. you. Thanks again for All coming. Right. Bye-bye. And so for the Carboline Tech Service Podcast, I'm Paul. And I'm Jack. And we'd, we'd like, like to thank, thank you for your support. Say, come.